You've tuned in to TrueCR's new program, Behind Closed Doors. Please listen to our disclaimer. This program explores all topics relating to sex work. The show is hosted by several sex worker peer hosts, and we pride ourselves on facilitating a comfortable space for sex workers to share their experiences. Behind Closed Doors aims to uncover what the sex industry is really like. We value the varied opinions and experiences of sex workers, and we also appreciate questions and curiosities from the general public. Our program, Behind Closed Doors, exists to bridge the gaps. Please be mindful that the nature of this program may not be for you and is not suited for little ease. There is also possibility of explicit language used. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Behind Closed Doors, Australia's only sex worker radio show. My name is Kitty Galore. And I'm Dean Lim. Hi, everyone. Hi, Kitty. Dean, today we have a very educational show to share with our audience. Yes, we certainly do, Kitty. We have a lot to discuss. First of all, how have you been enjoying the easing of coronavirus restrictions here in Victoria? Well, actually, for me, life hasn't yet caught up with the easing of restrictions. I'm still rationing toilet paper and I'm still pretending as if though I'm in lockdown. I hope that everyone is enjoying the easing of restrictions. Personally, I'm continuing to practice safe distancing to protect a lot of elderly people in my life. What about you, Dean? I'm doing okay, Kitty, and I actually saw some friends on the weekend I actually found I missed the physical face-to-face interactions and it's been a real challenge. But seeing friends made me appreciate the people around me and what I have in my life. I felt like I have support. Usually, I'm the one who checks in on people. So it was really comforting to know I have people who care about me. Speaking of restrictions, on today's episode, we're going to do our best to unpack the Australian government's guideline called Three-Step Framework for a COVID-safe Australia. When you look at this chart, you can see there are two key messages. Number one, some businesses will open before others. And number two, businesses will open in three phases or labelled steps in this chart. Yes, and this chart was actually published early in May of this year, and it was published by the Australian government. So if you haven't seen it yet, we've posted a link on our Twitter account and you can find this via our Twitter handle, which is at BCD3CR. Now, before we go on, we just need to identify a couple of key differences here. There's a difference between the Victorian government, which is a state government, and the Australian government, which is a federal government. Now, The federal government operates across the entire country, whereas the Victorian government only operates within the state of Victoria. During this episode of Behind Closed Doors, we're going to be referring to the federal government as the Australian government. So now that I've said the word government at least about 10 times in the last 30 seconds, Dean, can you kindly explain why are we talking about this? We're discussing this, Kitty, to figure out whether or not sex workers face a potential bias when it comes to the easing of coronavirus restrictions. And what does this have to do with the chart? Well, since the chart was written by the Australian government, it raises concerns about potential bias. You see, on face value, there are three steps in this chart. In step one, some businesses are open. In step two, more businesses are open. 
And in step three, the final step, almost all businesses are open. However, upon closer examination, if you look at step three, it recommends, and I quote, strip clubs and brothels are to remain closed, close quotes. And you know, it's fine that strip clubs and brothels are closed if other similar businesses also remain closed in this phase. But it's not the case of what's happening here, is it, Dean? And that's because saunas and bath houses are getting to open first. You know, I initially didn't see a problem with this happening and was okay with saunas and bath houses getting to open first. But in our private conversations, Dean, you gave me more insight and perhaps now you can share that same insight with our listeners. Sure. In step two, saunas and bathhouses, and this also refers to gay saunas, remain closed. In step three, these businesses are allowed to be open with gatherings of up to 100 people. In the gay community, we have saunas where large numbers of men who are attracted to men meet for casual sex between one or more men. What I don't understand is that in step three, why are saunas recommended to be open, yet brothels are recommended to be closed? Mm, uh, I too don't understand. What's the purpose of having saunas and bathhouses open, but brothels closed? Shouldn't the basis of whether or not businesses are open or closed be based on the risk of transmission of this coronavirus? And then if so, shouldn't all businesses with the same type of coronavirus risk be open or closed in a consistent manner? Well, we don't know why the Australian government has done it this way and why they made those recommendations. On this show, Behind Closed Doors, we don't want to assume anything. And I think it's fair for us not to assume. You know, we understand that this framework is created as a general guideline for the states and territories. So it's important to reiterate that we can't use this document to figure out who goes back to work and who doesn't. As we've mentioned before, the chart is a guideline for states and territories who will be doing the choosing and the implementation of details as it applies to our state. And then it's up to them to decide the timing of which businesses will remain open um, and when. Since this is a recommendation for states and territories, you know, the message we can put out is that we sincerely hope our Premier, Daniel Andrews, will not unnecessarily discriminate against the sex industry in the way that this chart is currently suggesting. Agree, Kitty. There is so much to discuss. When we come back after this announcement, let's talk about the origins of the three-step framework for a COVID-safe Australia, who wrote it, and will Victoria follow it? Also, why is there a discrepancy between brothels and saunas? Is anti-sex work bias driving this? Is it public health or sex work stigma? You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. Welcome back to Behind Closed Doors, 3CR, 855 AM and on digital radio. Dean and I have been discussing the Australian government's three-step framework for a COVID-safe Australia. 
The reason why we're doing this is because it is important to figure out whether or not sex workers face a potential bias when it comes to the easing of coronavirus restrictions. So far, we know these guidelines have been written only as a recommendation for the states and territories. But Kitty, why has the Australian government published this for the consumption of the general public? There seems to be two audiences, right? The first being the states and territories, because they're getting recommendations from the Australian government. And the second audience, well, is us, you know, as part of the general public, we too need to know what's going on. And I think it's great that the Australian government wants to provide transparency to the public in efforts to show us what they're doing and why. But in this case, the why is very much lacking, isn't it? Mm, Definitely. I personally have concerns. It's clear that the framework is merely a recommendation for states and territories. But personally, Dean, I think it's natural for sex workers to be concerned that if our state chooses to follow the recommendations verbatim, it will mean that we will not be returning to work even in stage three. Totally agree with you, Kitty. I want to return to work. And even as of today, I'm still getting calls and messages from clients asking if and when I'm working. I really want to do the right thing, but when I don't see the sex worker community allowed to work in stage three, it makes me worried about all our futures. I understand your worry, Dean. My worry goes even further because I think we'll lose our clients when we lose touch with them. From my years of personal experience with clients, it's good that we're doing the right thing and making ethical choices to decline a client, whatever those reasons may be. And to give you a concrete example, I have told some of my clients not to see me anymore because it seemed like they wanted to work on their personal relationships at home. So with that said, I recommended them to read a book written by Gary Chapman. And this book's entitled Five Love Languages, not a sponsor. After doing that, I have seen firsthand that it did not change those clients' intentions to continue seeing a sex worker. So while those clients no longer see me, uh, eventually I found out that they were seeing other sex workers. And even though I'm able to walk away knowing that I did the right thing, um, I also know that, you know, clients will always find a way um, to see a sex worker if that's what they truly want. You know how that saying goes, where there's a willy, there's a way? (laughs) That's right, Kitty. Same as my clients, they still want to see a sex worker and the demand is still there. It's worth mentioning a couple of details again. So let's have a pop quiz after a song. You're listening to Behind Closed Doors, Australia's only sex worker show on 3CR Community Radio. This is Javita Steele with Calling You from the timeless movie Baghdad Cafe. The only way that we can have a safe world is understanding each other in our difference, limiting the economic disparities between peoples of the world, and not saying that some people deserve dignity and respect and others don't. They're the pathways to safety and security, and we need to have the courage to say we have to continue to have those complex dialogues about how we move forward so that the values of diversity and inclusivity are in everybody's hearts and maybe even the hearts of politicians.
3CR celebrating diversity since 1976, 855 on your AM dial. A desert road from Vegas to nowhere. Someplace better than where you've been A coffee machine that needs some fixing In a little cafe just around the bend Crying and I 
to the station that gives voices to sex workers. Subscribe to 3CR. You're listening to Behind Closed Doors on 3CR 855 AM and digital radio. Dean, let's have that pop quiz. Kitty, do you know who created the guidelines called the three-step framework for a COVID-safe Australia? The Australian government. Great. Now, when we say Australian government, who do we mean? When we mention the Australian government, we're referring to the federal government. And currently the federal government is the Liberal Party. Ooh, okay, I see what you're doing here. So, Dean, it would then be worth mentioning that we all know the Liberal Party is far more conservative than the opposition Labour Party. All right, all right. I'm having another ooh moment here because... This could potentially explain why the framework puts brothels last, even after saunas and bathhouses, despite all these businesses carrying the same coronavirus risk. Is that what you're getting at, Dean? Yes, that's right, Kitty. And going back to last week's show, we highlighted how Victorians can all have social visits to our homes of up to five persons and presumably for sex as long as it is unpaid. Look, I understand the government is allowing friends and family to socialise, and that's a good thing because we are social creatures. As soon as there is a monetary transaction, the sexual encounter becomes sex work, which is classified as a business rather than a personal sexual hookup. Sex work in Victoria is currently banned during these coronavirus restrictions, whereas businesses like gay saunas are places for non-commercial sex. Yeah. You totally hit the nail on the head. It seems as if though the exchange of money is what makes the act of sex work banned in Victoria under these coronavirus restrictions. This is what is raising questions for me. And it seems like the way the recommendations are being made, it's, it's indirectly saying commercial sex bad, free sex good. That's definitely food for thought, Kitty. 
you know, Dean, there is an issue with private sex workers not being legally defined under Victoria's Sex Work Act. And the fact that private sex workers are not recognised as a category according to the law, we get lumped in with brothels and escort agencies. According to Victoria's Sex Work Act, one of the four sectors of sex work is not defined in law, and this understandably creates confusion. This sector is private sex workers, which is the majority of sex workers in 2020. Just to let listeners know, both Kitty and I are private sex workers. Under Victoria's Sex Work Act, when private sex workers do in-calls, they are classified as brothels. And when they do out-calls, they are classified as escort agencies. <laughs> you know, as a private sex worker, I definitely do not see myself as an escort agency. And this whole situation is so convoluted. Prior to recording the show, both Dean and I were also very confused. And I guess this is one of the biggest flaws of the sex work law. It's very hard for sex workers to comply even if they want to. And as far as I'm aware, police and authorities have also struggled to enforce these laws as it's been stated in multiple inquiries. This is perfect timing to bring everyone back to the key message on behind closed doors, and that is Victorian sex workers need an update on outdated sex work laws and to bring about decriminalisation. Mm, really good point, Kitty. Really good point. Here in Victoria, we need sex work decriminalisation ASAP. We are keeping a very close eye on developments and we'll definitely let our listeners know more in the coming weeks about this sex work law reform review. Stay tuned, everyone. We asked earlier whether or not anti-sex work bias is driving the coronavirus recommendations from the federal government. Is it public health or sex work stigma at play? And I guess when it comes to discrimination, we don't know yet. We have to wait and see how it pans out. But this federal government chart does reveal some red flags, even if it is only a guideline for the states and territories. We sincerely hope Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews will examine these recommendations and use them where appropriate. And we hope the public health expert advice will consider the different forms of sex work. Well said. Separately from Victoria's Sex Work Law Reform Review, which is headed by the politician Fiona Patton, is the Victorian Coronavirus Inquiry. For listeners who are concerned about how the Victorian state government has handled the coronavirus response, the Victorian Coronavirus Inquiry is calling upon the public to write a submission expressing their opinions. We especially encourage any sex workers listening to have their say. We have already sent an email and submissions are due by the 31st of July this year. We will post the link again on our Twitter account, which is at BCD3CR. Simply click on the URL and follow the submission prompts. Now, as the restrictions are slowly being lifted, we are still looking to interview a variety of people from our diverse community. So whether you're a sex worker or an ally, we want to hear from you. We can easily set up a phone interview. Please email us via bcd3cr at gmail.com with your interest. We also want to take this time to say an extra big thank you to Sex Work Law Reform Victoria for their support and information for this particular episode of Behind Closed Doors. This is a wonderful peer-led, not-for-profit organisation, so make sure to also check out their blog on Victoria's Sex Work Law Reform Review. 
at www.sexworklawreformvictoria.org.au. Tune in next Thursday, 6pm, when we chat to workplace safety consultant, Kevin Jones, from safetyatworkblog.com about the sex industry, specifically brothels. Are they considered businesses that have to be covered by Victoria's workplace health and safety laws? Are there differences between brothels and other workplaces? Find out on Behind Closed Doors, Australia's only sex worker radio show on 3CR, 855 AM and digital radio. Thanks for listening. This is Melbourne singer-songwriter Didiri with Don't Fight With What You're Fighting For. Tune in to the station that gives voices to sex workers. Subscribe to 3CR.
Listening to 3CR Community Radio 855am. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. The only way that we can have a safe world is understanding each other in our difference, limiting the economic disparities between peoples of the world. And not saying that some people deserve dignity and respect and others don't. They're the pathways to safety and security. And we need to have the courage to say we have to continue to have those complex dialogues about how we move forward so that the values of diversity and inclusivity are in everybody's hearts and maybe even the hearts of politicians. 3CR celebrating diversity since 1976, 855 on your AM dial. Breathe in and out. You're listening to 3CR. 